Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs and Mishnah Yomi is continuing in chapter 1 of Ta'anit, uh, Mishnah Zion, Mishnah number 7. We've been discussing the last couple days when rain does not come, first the Yechidim, the Tzadikim, the leaders, the rabbis would start to fast, and the entire community would fast up to 13 fast days that become more and more stringent. And Mishnah Zion picks up Avru Elu, if all these 13 fast days, public communal fast passed, below Nanu, and the Jews were not answered, didn't receive the rain. So what do we do next? We don't add more fasts. It's too much trouble for the community. They've already tightened the belt, literally. So we reduce our business dealings, our buying and selling. Our building and our planting. Now, the Gemara explains you could build your house if you need a house. You could plant trees if you need the fruit. Hopefully you get rain and get fruit. We're talking about of uh, if you're building a house for a wedding, a wedding hall, a house where the Hassan Kala are going to live, uh, you know, planting a special uh, orchard, decorative planting, flowers, things like this. So we reduce this. The mission continues, Be'erus and Mesuin, being betrothed and fully married, Be'shelet Sholem, Ben Adam we reduce our saying Sholem, you know, we're not trying to laugh with the guys and smile and, you know, cheer everybody up, uh, because uh, the Mishnah says, Kivnei Odom Nezufim B'makam, we want to behave like people who are rebuked by Hashem. As we mentioned, Eretz Yisrael depends on the rain, and so a lack of rain can be a sign of divine displeasure. So we don't want to go around being jocular and happy and building and planting and investing and you know, playing the stock market you know, with a bunch of joy and simcha. You know, we want to be, behave like we're not so happy with the situation because Lamaisa we're not. Mishnah continues to say, Yechidim, the individuals, the pious ones, and we mentioned that anyone who's a Talmud Chacham can, if he wants to, behave as a pious one. They go back and they fast like the original fasts, the, the day-only fasts. They don't have to fast the night before and they don't have all the stringencies. Uh, like the original three, until the month of Nisan is over. Yatsu Nisan, if Nisan is ended, now there's a difference in Girsa here. One Girsa is below Yardigashamim and no rain came. And the other Girsa is Yardugishamim, and rain came at Nisan, the end of Nisan or after, Simon Klola. That's a sign of curse, because the rains there then are not very helpful. The, you know, you understand the winter wheat, the spring wheat has already grown, and now it's getting into summertime already after Nisan, so the rain isn't very helpful for those plants. It's not going to provide the sustenance that the nation needs. Shneemar, and there's a Pasuk that shows that rain at this time, you know, early summer, is not helpful in Eretz Yisrael. Shmuel says to the people, this is in Shmuel Aleph, chapter 12, he says to the people, isn't it the wheat harvest season? It's, you know, it's the month of Nisan, it's the middle of Nisan already, the wheat's already grown, and Shmuel says, I'm going to bring, I'm going to have Hashem bring rain forth, bring thunder and rain, and you're going to see that you've been wicked. Now what's going on here is the people were asking for a king, and of course, the Torah has a mitzvah that the Jews should go into Eretz Israel and appoint a king. Yes, the king was originally elected and appointed. Uh, that's how the monarchy started originally. Um, but they wanted a king like all the other nations, a king to lead them in war and provide parnasa, to be sort of, uh, you know, they were saying, we, we want to have a less direct connection with Hashem. We want the king to, to you know, take care of everything for us. So it wasn't really a proper attitude, so Shmuel rebuked them and said he's going to dive into Hashem and bring rain, even though it's Nisan. So we see that the, at the, by the end of Nisan, rain is not really helpful anymore. Let, great, let's go on to chapter 2, 
Mishnah Aleph, Seder Taniyot Ketzad, what is the order, the procedure on these fast days? And the Baruch says, these are the seven strict fasts we talked about in chapter one. Motzin et teva. we bring out the ark from the Beit Knesset, from the city shul, to the public square of the city. We put ashes, teva, on the teva, not only on the ark, and on the head of the president of Rosh of Bezdin. So the, this is the president of the Sanhedrin, or the court, and the head of the Av Bezdin, who's like the second in command of the court of, of this city. And everybody puts ashes on his own head as a sign of mourning, a sign of that the Torah is mourning for us, Hashem is also with us in our suffering. Now it's interesting, the Gemara asks the, the Nasi, the Chashuv the people, they have ashes put on their own head. Why not just put the ashes on yourself, you know, self-help here? So they say it's more embarrassing, it's more of a busha if someone else puts the ashes on. So they want to show that they're willing to be degraded in public, even though they're important people, in order to try to be, get everybody on the same page, get everyone on board to beseech wholeheartedly for rain. And it's an interesting Musser here. Somebody might at times, not, not that you should, but you, you see a guy, who, he insults himself. He's self-degrading. He makes a joke at his own expense. So, the, yeah, he's self-insulting. That doesn't mean you should also make a joke at his expense because the Gemara says it's even more degrading to have somebody else humiliate you than to humiliate yourself. Not that you should joke at your own expense either. The Mishnah continues, Zolkin Shibahen, the elder among them, Omer Lifnehem Divrei Kibushim. He says conquering words. He says words that are intended to humble the heart. So, for example, he says, Achenu, my brothers, Lo Nemar Ba'anshe Ninveh. Doesn't it say about the men of Ninveh? Now, remember, Ninveh was wicked, and Jonah, the prophet Jonah, went there to get them to repent. It says there, Vayar Ha'elokim et Sokom Batsanitam. So, does it say there? that Hashem saw their sackcloth and their fasting. They put on sackcloth, and they were fasting Ninveh. But what does it say in the Pasuk? It doesn't point that out. It says, Hashem saw their deeds. Because they repented, they returned from their evil ways. The idea here is it's not the external trappings of the fast day. You know, the, the hunger grumblings and the complaining and the sackcloth and the ashes. That's not what changes the gezerah. That's not what changes our, our, our outcome in heaven and gets us rain. It's, it's our deeds. It's what's in our heart and how we express what's in our heart towards one another that really makes the difference. So it's a, it's a great incentive to repent and get the rain back. Ube Kabbalah, who Omer, now Kabbalah, means one thing today, typically the Kabbalah in the Mishnah means the Navi, and the prophet it says, v'kiru levavchem v'al bigdehem. So it's the Navi in Yoel, chapter 2, he says, tear into your hearts, not literally, but figuratively in repentance, v'al bigdehem. And you won't have to tear your clothing. Tearing the clothing is, of course, a sign of mourning, a sign of loss. If you get into your heart and examine what's going wrong and make positive changes for the future, then you don't have to tear your clothing in mourning when something goes bad. Yashakoach and be well.